0: Dave and Ryan's movie review, take 18, and action.
1: Everyone loves going to the movies. And while some are amazing, some are awful, fortunately, we have Dave and Ryan, two guys with nothing better to do than watch movies of today and movies of yesterday. So get your popcorn ready, silence your phones, and relax, because the show is about to begin. Cue Dave and Ryan in 3, 2, one. It's Dave and Brian's Movie Review.
0: Sponsored by nobody. All right, welcome in another week. I can't believe we're still on the air. I know, and I'm surprised they haven't canceled uh, this year. Well, we better not push our luck. We better <laughs> not push our luck. So I should keep my mouth shut? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Let's find out. Hey, you know what? We've got a lot to talk about today. But before we get there, we got to go to Hollywood. Let's go.
1: Welcome to Hollywood Boulevard, a place of glitz, glamour, and dreams. Just kidding. This place is a dump. That's why Dave and Ryan come here each week. You get the news from Hollywood without fearing for your life on the Walk of Fame. It's This Week in Hollywood.
0: So some good news this week out of Hollywood. Really? For a change. That's right. The writer's strike ends. Yay. Are the actors that far behind Now the writer strike has come to a conclusion Both sides getting what they wanted I guess are the actors that far behind Rumor has it that the two sides The SAG-AFTRA And the studios and the streamers Will be sitting down next week Now get this, this If this doesn't fire you up I don't know what will They have not met since the strike started July 14th Really? Really what do they mean? Is like passing each other in the hall and just giving each other dirty looks? Picketing, I guess. I don't know, but that's what's been going on. Um, so, the other thing, too, that came out of the writer's strike is the fact that uh, daytime and late night uh, talk shows, they're going to be coming back. Oh, I know you're excited I've, about that. I've really not missed them at all.
2: Are you a Kimmel fan?
0: I, I'm not. No. Are, are you, do you watch any late night TV? I,
2: yeah, I watch it the next day, the highlights.
0: I think that's how everybody does it anymore. Yeah. You know, it used to always be that the cool thing about late night television is that if you had a movie coming out or something like that, you went on there to yep. kind of, you know, push your movie and promote your movie and those kinds of things. But I I don't think that that's a big draw anymore for late night TV.
2: I don't think I think late night TV, at least for me, it's become more of uh, celebrities doing things. With other celebrities, you know, they had the carpool karaoke. Um, I know on Fallon they play games and stuff like You know, it's something to laugh at, you know, not necessarily, oh, check out my movie or here's my book.
0: You know, Fallon to me is probably the worst offender because I, I maybe he should have just been a musician. Yeah. Because he has to sit in and sing with everybody. My
2: favorite was always Conan.
0: I loved Letterman, I, but I'm old.
2: Yeah, that is true. You are you are old. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. The other thing, speaking of old, the Film Academy is going to replace Hattie McDaniel's Oscar from Gone with the Wind.
2: Replace it. Have with you heard what? the
0: story about this? Well, back in the day, when you received an Academy Award, it was a plaque. If you were if you won for supporting Oscar or uh, actor, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the statue. It was just a plaque. So when she passed away in 1952 her plaque was donated and bequeathed in her will to Howard University. And it sat from 1952 until 1960 in their theater department when it just up and disappeared. Nobody seems to know where it is. Uh-oh. So the Academy is actually going to replace that Oscar and they're going to have a big, you know, uh, to-do. A big shindig. A big shindig on October 1st. So I thought that was kind of cool to find that out. Of course, Hattie McDaniel played Mammy. On Gone with the Wind if you, yeah. And if you've never seen Gone with the Wind For Shame on You And uh, go see that And she was fabulous in that movie
2: it, it, It's a pretty long one but It yeah. is <laughs> And you probably won't get a lot of the references Because it's it, Like Dave said It's an old movie she so will be like I don't get
0: it It's 1939 Yeah So yeah Alright the box office for uh, Weekending the 23rd Number one was not The Expendables.
2: Who would have thunk Who would have it? The <laughs> Nun 2, oh. with
0: $8.5 million, bringing its total to $69.3 million. Why, people? Expendables 4, $8 million flat. It's a
2: number 2? Wow.
0: $8 million for thought- a Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham movie. Wow. And if you watched our review, it's worth about $8 million. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't even say. It's probably about 7.5. 7.5, <laughs>
0: fair enough. The uh, Haunting in Venice came in at $6.3 million, bringing its total to 25.3. The Equalizer 3 brought in another $4.7 million. That's a total of $81.2 million. And then there she is again, still.
2: Still there. Will
0: not go away. She will not die. Barbie, with $3.2 million, uh, brings her total to $630.4 million. Is that movie ever going to go away?
2: Uh, No, it's going to live forever. Just, you know, and the
0: funnier thing is, is if there weren't like movies coming out, I could see that she would kind of stay there. But there's been other movies that have come out. Not good ones. I didn't say that. (laughs) I am predicting, I am predicting this week coming up, this weekend, when we talk again next week, she will not be in the top five.
2: I don't know. She might be there. I think Expendables might not be there. (laughs) Because people might walk out of Expendables and go to Barbie. Would that work? Would you have to buy another ticket, or would
0: you just kind of sneak
2: in? Uh, That's a good question. I'm I'm sure at some theaters you can sneak in, but buy a ticket, people. Buy a ticket. Yes,
0: buy a ticket. All right, today's show, we're going to talk about The Creator, and stick around for this one.
2: It was a good one.
0: What a great, great movie that was. And then in the same line as The Creator... We've got to talk about movies where they kind of represent an AI takeover. You'll, you'll get that when we get into it. And then, you know, kind of maybe teetering off of Barbie, phenomenons. Movies that just were huge, mm-hmm. and you have to really get into it and realize why they were huge. And they've got to hit so many different levels to become a huge film. So we're going to talk about movies that did that. Uh, but before we get there, we got to talk about... Our honest movie review it's now time for another honest movie review today we examine the 1990 romance rom-com pretty woman starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a date. <laughs> isn't a date, it's business. That led to a deal. I have a business proposition
2: for you. I'm going to be in town until Sunday. I'd like you to spend the week with me. That's becoming a dream come true. <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents Richard Gere. So what happened after? He climbed up the tower and rescued her. Julia Roberts.
1: She rescues him right back.
2: Pretty Woman. If you haven't seen this flick,
0: I think you'll actually enjoy it. The only caveat? You have to disband belief. Why, you ask? Well, it's simple. To the younger male audience, I'd assure you, hookers don't look like Julia Roberts. Kathy Griffin, maybe, but not young Julia. Can't wait to speak with you again next week. All right, let's set the record straight about Pretty
2: Woman. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: I really liked that movie. Yeah that and he played one of my favorite songs an unbelievable soundtrack for when it came out that soundtrack was huge when it first came out and that is a it's a it's a good flick nothing against it but uh wow i guess when you look at it at the end of the day julia roberts was a hooker
2: yeah yeah well this, you know, you know, a lot of people don't like this movie, but it's it's uh, kind of the standard. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, I'm having my Pretty Woman moment." And I believe
0: I, I may not be correct, so don't fact check this one. It is one of the highest grossing movies of all time when you put budget up against what it made.
2: I'm gonna just say okay
0: because Pretty Woman was actually a low budget movie. I'll,
2: I'll fact check you next week. Okay,
0: perfect, perfect. All right, so let's get out of here for just a sec. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the creator. So don't go anywhere.
2: Everyone on set, shut up. Shut up. These two buffoons are about to talk about a new release. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment one action.
1: What's more exciting than a brand new release to the movie theater? According to Dave and Ryan, nothing. They're the first to see it, so you're the first to hear about it. And this week's latest release is The Creator. Against the backdrop of a war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in the form of a young child. Let's see what Dave and Ryan think of The Creator which is rated PG-13 and playing nationwide.
0: Okay, this movie was incredible. It was. And we're going to get into that more here in just a bit, but I don't think I can say anything more about that. There are not enough words to describe how good this movie was. It was amazing. There's there's another one. Okay. Uh, the good thing about this movie, 2 hours, 13 minutes, and it doesn't play that way. No, it went by really quickly. It does. The action and everything keeps you involved. The story keeps you involved. <laughs> Uh, It is rated PG-13, like she said, violence, bloody images, and strong language. John David Washington plays Joshua. Gemma Chan is uh, his wife, so to speak, I guess we'll say. Mm -hmm. Ken Watanabe is in this. Allison Janney, and if you listen to country music, you'll know Sturgill Simpson is in this one. It marks Gareth Edwards' first time in the director's chair since 2016's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story which is a pretty all right movie in its own right.
2: It is. And like just like Rogue One, this one has kind of that same uh, f- uh, feel cinema uh, cinematography-wise. You know, it's it's not like really dark. It's more like gritty, like realistic down-to-earth type of filming. And
0: to get into this movie, I mean, you know the gist of it from, from the intro there. It just goes through this whole story of building this story and putting it together and what happens and... Them trying to fight and stop, and you know the United States has banned all AI in the future. Yeah, and they're still creating it in China, so they go over to China to find this ultimate weapon, which indeed turns out to be a small child that they have created that can take down the United States' main weapon of focus to in this battle. But this movie hits on everything. It hits on the screenplay, the story. The, as you said, the cinematography, the music, it's just the effects, everything. This is was such a good, good movie.
2: It was, and you know the acting was just amazing in it as well. And not just that, but the the whole uh, special effects, you know, with the 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 robots and the uh, uh, the ones with the circles in the, the back s- of their head, simulants. Yeah, and then like the regular robots that, or just like. Um, I wouldn't call them cyborgs, but the ones with the uh, uh, the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it it does,
0: and I I just sat in this movie, and of course, it tugs on your heartstrings if you're a girl. Dad, Ryan even admitted that he almost cried at the end.
2: I did cry at the end. I did. It it, it was that good. Right there at the end when when uh when they're they're in the little the farm area. No spoilers. I said farm area. I know, don't know, I know what that means. I know. But I just I can't think
0: of enough ways to explain this movie. And, and we talked about the fact that we. I gave this movie five popcorn buckets out of five. We both did. If I had ten, I would have given it ten. Yeah. If Dave wouldn't have given it five, I would have given it five plus the ones he didn't Whatever give. Whatever I didn't give it. Uh, John David Washington in, in this movie is fabulous. Of course, he's Denzel Washington's son. But I believe after this, he's going to be John David Washington. And he is just so good in this. Everybody in this is yeah, good.
2: If he doesn't get an Oscar nomination, I will be very upset. Well, and
0: that's what we talked about when we saw it, was the fact that this movie, watching it and talking about it after, I we're talking multiple Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah. And if not, it is it is a travesty. Supporting actor and supporting actress. Hopefully they don't take, out on, take it out on the fact that it's, it has to do with AI. And Hollywood just hates AI. I, I don't know. But yeah, John David Washington is fabulous. Gemma Chan is great. The little girl is unbelievable. Oh yeah. It's just one of those movies that you don't want to end. Yeah, when when it was ending, I knew it was ending and I was just like, No, keep going. And and the other part of it is they're they're hitting on one of those things because it is so timely. I mean, this is front and center right now. Oh Artificial yeah. intelligence is front and center. In everything that we have and everything that we do,
2: uh, you know, I, I will say one thing: the 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 kind of the, the story arc kind of has a feel of like a nineteen fifties type of movie, where you know you hate what's new, pretty much, or what you don't know or you don't understand.
0: And, and that was what was kind of neat was at the beginning when they're showing yeah. the the beginning of the movie. It's kind of like an old reel, like you yeah, would see at the beginning show, of a movie when you. Footage
2: from like. 2023 2024 and it looks like it's uh, like a like old film reel. It,
0: it's it's just unbelievable the movie itself is. You you want to go see this one. Do not miss this yeah, movie. Do not skip this one. No, because it I I think that honestly if you're going to look at movies to maybe kick start the fall season, this, this is the one right here.
2: It is. It is. This this is a great movie to kick off the uh the fall season. You know, there's going to be some more movies coming out later this month and next month, uh, especially since the writer Strike has ended. But go see this one. You will not regret it.
0: Don't miss it. The Creator, once again, PG-13, 2 hours, 13 minutes. Also in theaters right now, new this week, Paw Patrol. Take the kids, go see that one. But definitely go see The Creator. All right. When we come back, it's going to be time to talk about an AI takeover. See how we did that?
2: Oh, I see what you did there. All right,
0: so don't don't you go anywhere. Hey, Idiots, we're back from commercial. Dave and Ryan's movie review segment two, and action.
1: If you listen to the last segment, you heard the term AI takeover. What exactly is AI takeover? Well, it's a hypothetical scenario in which artificial intelligence becomes the dominant form of intelligence on Earth. Some say that's far-fetched, others believe it's possible. Me personally? I'm a fan of AI. Why? Because I see the positives. Just imagine all the money DC would have saved if they didn't insist on using the real Batman. All jokes aside, AI could definitely shape the future of movies. We already know it's made an impact on radio.
0: All right, as we head into this, uh, the first thing—and this was, you know—I should have said it in the last segment because we talked about it yesterday when we were watching the movie. Uh, everything talks about AI. I'm just waiting for intelligence to take over. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice. So here's the thing: you won't
2: find any on this show. No.
0: <laughs> God, no. So movies with about about air of artificial intelligence have been around since like 1927. Yeah. Metropolis. That first was the first one, and they had the robots and all those kinds of things. Um, AI, of course, we talked about that earlier, was front and center in the writer strike, and it's going to be talked about in the, the negotiations with the actor strike. Yep. So you've got that going against you, and of course, there's movies out there like The Matrix, Blade Runner, Terminator, and of course, now The Creator. Uh, it's kind of pushed its way into everyday life. AI has. I mean, we have we carry AI in our pockets. Yeah, scary thought.
2: Y- you buy AI in a little ball forms to get in your house and uh, hey uh, alexa alexa alexa
0: Mm-hmm. and one of these days alexa is going to tell you where to go maybe
2: <laughs> yeah i'm pretty it, when sure you didn't she ask for to. directions
0: <laughs> let's look at it that way so let's talk about a couple of films and uh, maybe we'll throw a couple of honorable mentions in there of course me being the guy that i am the first movie that comes to mind when i think about ai is the worst of the avengers movies age of ultron came out in 2015 <laughs>
2: That movie was so bad. It was very bad. Oh, my
0: gosh. And the funnier thing about it was is the memes that came out with with the fact that it said this guy, and it had a picture of Ultron, this guy spends 15 minutes on the internet, and he wants to kill the entire planet. (laughs) And that's basically what it was. He hung out on the internet and found out everything and learned stuff, and it's like, you know what? The one thing we need to do is get rid of some people.
2: I thought it was really creepy when he was singing the "No Strings Attached." Well, that was that first. That was, you remember
0: the first trailer? Uh-oh. That was the first trailer. Was it? Yes, they had the that the was castle. So creepy. The, the castle that he was, you know, born in, basically uh-huh. that they stormed at the beginning of the movie, and in the background you heard that song, and that's all you got. That was the first trailer for Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah that w- that was a, that was a little creepy. That's, yeah, um, but of course the Avengers saved the day in that one. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? They wouldn't be the Avengers if they didn't. Nope. They're not the pre They're the Avengers.
2: They're the Avengers. <laughs> uh,
0: another one, and I have to talk about this because it was actually one of my wife's favorite movies. Uh-oh. Minority Report. Came oh, out okay. in 2002. This is such a great movie. Tom Cruise. And they basically get to the point where they don't have to solve crimes anymore because they have the precogs that use what they see and add that with the artificial intelligence that's around them to stop crimes before they start.
2: Yeah, that, that movie was, yeah, when he, when he goes down and grabs that one out of the pool, yeah.
0: That movie was way...
2: <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, it's like Cabin in the Woods style. <laughs> the
0: funnier thing about it was is I was reading about this movie and it said, do you realize all the things that were in that movie back in 2002 that we actually have now? Really? Self-driving vehicles. Yeah. Okay. How about when he goes into the restroom and there are ads that are catered toward that person? We basically have that on our phones. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all there's this whole list of different things that's like, okay, that's creepy. It is. That's creepy. But great movie. If you've never seen it, find it and watch that one because it's probably one of his best movies. And I, I'm saying that fairly, you know. Loosely, when it comes to Tom <laughs> Cruise, but great movie nonetheless. Uh, same with all these movies that I've got on the list. You can find them out there on DVD or streaming or something like that. Uh, Transformers, 2007. Yeah. Basically, artificial intelligence. You know, highly intelligent beings, and then you add uh, superhuman strength. That's kind of creepy as well. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a good thing that we had Optimus Prime and the Autobots <laughs> here to stop the Decepticons. Yeah. But, but they didn't help with the big accidents and the, the, the wrecks on the freeways. Well, how could they? We need to blame that on Michael Bay, probably. Yes,
2: it's all Michael We're starting a petition. But that was another one that
0: dealt with AI, that movie did. It's, it's incredible when you look back at all these things. And This is another one that we've talked about, and I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit more because you know a little bit more about it than I do.
2: Westworld. Oh yeah, it was such a great movie. They turned it into a TV series. I think they're on like season five or something. But yeah, you know, it's uh, basically like a imagine Disneyland, but where you get a pretty much uh, interact with everything. You know, you just don't go and sit on a ride and run around. Instead of going on like uh, like on the Matterhorn, where you go sit down. Basically, you're climbing the Matterhorn. You're interacting with other robots and then pretty much the robots decide you know you're you've abused us for so long that we're gonna you know we're gonna abuse you now and they just take over and kill everybody and once again that came out in 1973 yep the original one was 19 and it was weird how they uh how they did the whole like he took off his face and you saw the robot inside Joel brenner huh? fabulous i I'm not 100% sure.
0: That might have been one of his final movies. I th- I think so. I don't think he
2: did too many after that.
0: It was pretty close. Pretty close on that one. Um, then just last year and this movie. I'll tell you what. I got to tell you a story. We went to see Violent Night in theaters. Yes, we did that. Why? Because it just seems like a great premise for a movie. Anyway. Does it? Yes. When we sat down to watch this movie, there were two trailers that I just looked at my wife and rolled my eyes. The first one was for Cocaine Bear.
2: <laughs> I
0: saw that after it came out on streaming. Uh, yes, I did as well. The second one was for this movie right here, Megan. And oh, yeah. Megan is That's basically creepy. an autonomous creature that a girl's mom creates as her protector as her friend and you just don't mess with her friend
2: yeah she yeah that movie got dark quick <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like a i guess you could say it is a chucky movie it's a child's play movie for the next generation yeah because uh though the one thing and make it even worse universal has hollywood horror nights for uh-huh. they have a megan dance troupe <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you, you know that movie reminded me. Uh, did you ever see uh, ex Monica?
0: No, but that was on a lot of lists as well. Yeah, and I've never seen that one.
2: It's pretty much uh, you know they're, they they created this artificial intelligence and um, uh, they can change faces and stuff like that. And pretty much they're trying to uh, give it like human emotions. And the guy ends up falling in love with the the AI, and pretty much she uses him to escape. Yeah, it's so is it a worthwhile watch? I guess that's the question. I liked it. It was pretty good?
0: Yeah. Okay. So there's that one, and then going back to 1986. Uh-oh. Short Circuit. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> who can uh... forget
0: Short Circuit and Johnny Five? Yeah.
2: Johnny Five alive. He
0: is alive. And it's all about a robot who gets struck by lightning and becomes cognizant and takes up and gets human emotion and... and uh, I remember yeah. watching this movie in junior high. It's It was a great movie with Steve <laughs> Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy.
2: Yeah, well, if you're, if you're talking about short circuit, you got to go with the, the other 80s uh, sci-fi one. Uh, uh, what was it? It was like little flying robots.
0: Don't tell me battery's not included.
2: Yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, uh, did you not like that movie? I did
0: not like that movie. There was nothing about that movie that was good.
2: Well, it, it was made for little kids, and you were probably, like, what, in your 40s then?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that was it. And, and the ones that I, in, I mentioned in the beginning, you know, The Matrix. Yeah. Where, where the cool thing about The Matrix, though, is that it wasn't about an AI takeover. AI had already taken over. Yeah,
2: it was the human rebellion. And,
0: and it all deals with the human rebellion.
2: Did uh, you see the last one? No no
0: no was it pretty good
2: it was okay you know it was probably like matrix 2 okay okay <laughs> like it you know you got to see it but after you watch it once you don't have to see and it.
0: then probably the one that everybody wants to talk about don't and say it. you've either seen it or you haven't is blade runner you said it i did <laughs> i did
2: I like the original Blade Runner. The 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 new one with Ryan Gosling. I just couldn't get into it.
0: But, um, and and I'll be totally honest with you, it's one of those movies that I've seen bits and pieces of, but I haven't put it all together.
2: What you haven't seen the whole thing? I have not. You of all people, the guy the guy who sits and watches movie after movie at home, and it's got Harrison Ford. You go watch it tonight. I'm giving you a quiz tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So,
0: it's but it is. It's one of those movies that. Either you saw it, and it was amazing to you, or I've never seen it before. If there wasn't a desk in between us, I would reach over and slap you. Well, let's not get violent, shall we? You're lucky I have short arms. I'm like a T-Rex. It's like like an AI wanting to take over and get violent. (laughs) That's what we're going to call Ryan from now on. So, there's some movies out there. As I said, they're all out. You can stream them all. You can watch them all. Apparently, I have homework tonight, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that. But, coming up, why do certain movies just take off? Why are they? We've called them phenomenons, and we're going to talk about that coming up in just a moment.
1: Everyone
2: shut up. Time to get
0: back to work. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment three, and action.
1: Have you ever heard the term fanboy? or fangirl the definition of that term is a person who behaves in an obsessive manner over content for all you youngins out there before we had the convenience of online pre-sales and reserve seating people used to wait hours sometimes even days outside the movie theater just so they could be the first to see a new release Mm And those people were typically geeks, dorks, horny middle-aged women, and children that don't know any better. And those mutants helped form movie phenomenons. I know right now you're envisioning Star Wars and Star Trek fans. So guys, pull away from your imaginary girlfriends and let the forces of reality and a normal work life resume (laughs) as Dave and Ryan talk movie phenomenons.
0: So, in researching this, I feel attacked. I, I do too, a, a <laughs> bit. A bit. She can't tell me what to do anymore. Don't tell me how to live my life. So, in researching this, I, I kept coming back to uh, they talk about three things that you need for a movie to become a phenomenon. Okay. One, three? one is your content, two is scheduling, and three is the marketing of a movie. That helps. That's kind of part of the formula. When, when a movie becomes a phenomenon. So the movie that I have chosen. Those are, those are very vague. Well, that's why I'm going to get into a little bit more detail. Okay. Can you so, relax? Sorry. So the movie that I have chosen is Frozen.
2: Oh, let it go. Exactly.
0: Let it go. All right. So content. Okay. Both your parents are gone within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Typical Disney movie. A typical Disney movie. In fact, I have that written right here in my notes. <laughs> typical Disney movie. Sisters that don't get along. Yeah. Typical Disney movie. A love interest and an amazing song or two. Don't forget the lovable sidekick. How good was the songs? You were the songs you ask. I'm glad you asked that question. How the, good were the songs, Dave? The Frozen soundtrack had the audacity to knock Beyonce out of the number one spot on the Billboard 200 album chart.
2: How dare they? That's what
0: I said. And I just it's it's
2: those songs are iconic. Oh yeah, I I, <laughs> I get in trouble for playing them at um, certain places.
0: That's how <laughs> that's how everybody knows that you're there. Yeah. You're announcing your authority. It's, it's
2: my theme song. Right.
0: So there is the content. That's the content. Now, scheduling. This movie came out at that perfect window right after Thanksgiving, before Christmas.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, th- I think this was a fall or late fall, early winter release. The perfect
0: timing. Everybody's off. Everybody goes to the movies yeah. Thanksgiving because the kids are home. And they
2: get and send the kids multiple times to go watch the movie
0: easily easily so you've got the scheduling down and it also helps that the movie is based in a winter theme yeah okay now marketing and I I could not believe this and I talked with Jordan about it he goes yeah it's true do you realize the first trailers for Frozen had no songs and it was Olaf and Sven and what's his name the guy. Which,
2: which guy? There's a few guys in front The main
0: of guy. Well, his name escapes me right now. Anyway, it had Olaf and his buddy in the movie.
2: I thought that was Finn.
0: Could be. Could have been.
2: Are you talking about the reindeer?
0: Yeah. What was the reindeer's name? Why am I lost on that?
2: Uh, I, I don't remember.
0: Going to have to look that up. Anyway. It had, it had Olaf, it had action, and they had tried to appeal to young males. <laughs> okay? They had boy jokes and boy humor and all this action. You did not hear a song from Frozen in the first trailers. Not a one. Okay? Now, it wasn't until October, the month before the movie came out, that you started to get the whole story. You started to get the songs. You started to get the sister relationship and all those kinds of things. But it didn't really hit hard until the movie was already released.
2: Yeah, and then you know, everyone was like, oh my gosh, did you see this?
0: That is genius. Yeah? I mean, they they kind of geared it. They knew that this movie was going to appeal to young girls. They knew.
2: And they had to get the other crowd. We'll, they had we'll, to get we'll the te- guys involved. Te- we'll tease... You know, to bring in the younger uh, males. You know, hey, come on, look, frozen, look, look, a, a reindeer, a, uh, a snowman,
0: uh-huh. all these great things, yeah. and oh, look, they're in the, movie. the action scenes are going to yeah. be really fun, and it's a guy and his buddies, and they're hanging out, and then come the icky girls.
2: <laughs> Let it go, Dave. Let it go.
0: Exactly. <laughs> now, as a girl dad, this movie speaks to me. You say that a lot. I do because I'm a girl dad and I, I, get, I get hit with a lot of things when this comes around because the song, and let's just get to it, Let It Go. The song Let It Go has such a amazing message. It's like don't let things bother you. You are great. You are fabulous. You can get through this and you can do it. And if anybody bugs you or tries to bring you down, just play it off. Yep. The cold never bothered me anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's got a great message. And, of course, all of the songs from this, and they did that, Broadway musical material. Oh, yeah. And there is a Broadway musical of Frozen that is out there.
2: Did, did uh, Let It Go, did it win an
0: Oscar? I be, yeah, it did. Because the lady that wrote it, she wrote it with her husband. Yeah. And they accepted, and that's what she said, and that's what got me thinking about this, is I was watching no, that that night.
2: Is it the the same person who wrote it? Is it the same person who sang it? No. No? Okay. No,
0: but that night was the, the night that I started thinking about it because she talked about the story that she wrote that song for her daughter because she was going through a rough time at school and, and those kinds of things, so that's where she drew from. So that, to me... You're checking off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And then, so you've got that song, which is this epic, sh- sweeping music number. And then you've got, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you right a lot now. Of memes about that, too. <laughs> there is nothing funnier than when your 10-year-old daughter goes and slams the door to her bedroom and her 11-year-old sister walks up and knocks on the door and says, do you want to build a snowman?
2: nothing funnier okay
0: that's how i know this movie how is many a times phenomenon. did that
2: happen in your house at least
0: once that i can draw from and remember <laughs> now the rest of the times maybe it wasn't her sister that said it, <laughs> it was might you. have been that was
2: wasn't it
0: <laughs> but those are the things that they stick out in your head and that's why this movie is unbelievable yeah. this movie cost unbelievably 150 million dollars that I, was the I budget i believe it It created a worldwide phenomenon and broke the $1.2 billion mark at theaters. And it's still out there. Like I said, there's a Broadway musical about this show. There are rides at Disneyland. Uh, When when Elsa first arrived at Disneyland or Disney World, it was a five-hour wait time to go see her.
2: Yeah, and not only just, you know, uh, that, it's, it's other shows are talking about, other movies talk about it. It's one, one of my favorite episodes on Ted Lasso, uh, they, sing, they sing this song.
0: That's how you know you've made it. Yeah. When Ted Lasso talks about you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is my phenomenon. You've got one, and I'm interested and equally as interested in hearing this.
2: So I chose uh, Forrest Gump. Good old Tom Hanks. Now, when this movie came out, I didn't want to go see it. It it didn't look appealing to me at all. You know, I I was in uh, grade school at the time. Um, but, you know, you got to go see it. Your parents drag you to it. You got to go do what your parents want. And it turned out it was a good movie. It has a great story. Not a lot of people knew it took place like in the 60s. Well, it took place in the 60s, but you didn't really get that when he's sitting on the bench you know you're thinking it's like maybe the 90s but it's actually uh i think when the movie ended it was the 70s
0: i think it had to have been like the early 80s yeah it it was
2: it was it was really uh early because
0: lieutenant dad bought him stock in a produce company
2: yeah 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 but this movie was was so uh phenomenal that a whole restaurant chain, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Have you ever eaten there? I have not. It is delicious. I'm sure oh it is. Oh my gosh! Every and, every year when I go to Vegas, we always got to hit the Bubba Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And
0: if you've ever driven down through Monument Valley, yeah. there is actually, and there are signs there. Yep. And I think they said after they now that they've renamed um, Highway six six six. That goes out of Colorado. They've renamed it so people would quit stealing signs. It is the most stolen road sign yeah. in the country. And it is the Forest Gump Highway.
2: Yep. For, yeah.
0: And everybody stops there to take pictures uh, and everything. Have you stopped there? I have not.
2: Uh, me and my buddy went on our uh, motorcycles and we stopped there and we took photos. You know, we took videos of running. <laughs> and the other thing about the movie, too, is
0: it's just, he's just so simple. Yeah, but he is smart
2: beyond. Yeah. Run, forest, run. Stop, forest, stop. <laughs>
0: Got an education because he
2: could yeah. play football. Yeah. gotta be one of the first stories. Yeah, and then ping pong, Olympian, and running
0: in, in, in battle, uh, a war hero, and a, and a multi millionaire. Yeah, and taught Elvis how to dance. That's what I had seen. I had heard that yeah. that he had, and let's not why we talk about Tom Hanks. That's fine. Let's talk about the other people that kind of became. Uh, uh, Gary Sinise became a household name after this movie. He did. He really and truly did. And you know, it, it, such a great character in this one. Um, Sally Field was tremendous as his mother.
2: Yeah, I think this was this kind of restarted, re, uh, kind of rebooted her career.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Robin Wright was she Robin Wright Penn at the time i think so i think so she was in, in that in jenny and it just I, I think the movie <laughs> itself struck a chord with so many people yeah. because yeah you have this simple guy that has lived through all of these moments in time yeah and he still is is back and and is telling the story of it it's tremendous
2: yeah i, I, re- I remember seeing a few things um uh, Tom Hanks was, uh, they were trying to get the little kid to sound like Tom Hanks. But, you know, you, it's hard to get a little kid to do something like that. So Tom Hanks went and sat with the kid for hours and learned how to speak like him. And that's how he came up with the whole kind of simple talk, Alabama Southern is. You know, it's, it's, you know, people talk like that and you instantly know where it's from. And we were just
0: discussing the fact that uh, because of the time frame that it came out in, that it was made or that the movie was based on, um, one of the most expensive soundtracks ever created.
2: Oh, yeah. If you've ever watched a movie, you hear all these great songs uh, from the 60s. Um, I believe there's there's an Elvis song in there when he sees Elvis on the TV. You know, <clears throat> you know uh, I was talking with Jordan. He was saying that the studio didn't want to pay for the soundtrack. But then they showed him, they showed the studio... Uh, The movie without the soundtrack on it, and they're like, It doesn't work. Okay, we have to have this soundtrack. How are we going to pay for this? Yeah, it just
0: doesn't work. And so I would say the funny thing about this movie, and I don't know why it always sticks out in my head, it came out the week after Disney's The Lion King. It did. It did. Because I remember going and seeing The Lion King and then going and seeing Forrest Gump.
2: Uh, that's a that's a hard movie to compete with
0: it truly is but this movie does and it 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 stands i think it stands the test of time
2: it does it does it's
0: it's such a great base root story yeah. that you and know
2: it's, it, it's also another movie that has great memes made from it <laughs> well yeah
0: and who knew that you know he came up with all those ideas yeah the other thing that not very many people know it's actually based on a book it is and the guy wrote. A second book, where he does things like um, walks in on the Watergate uh, burglaries and <laughs> all these other things. That it's like now, he's just now, in the right place just, at now the right just time.
2: Comical, <laughs> it
0: is. but there were moments that were comical in this movie, <laughs> like when he goes with the AP football team to the to the White
2: House. Oh yeah, and he drinks all those Dr. Peppas. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom.
0: I believe you said he's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean,
2: and, and, uh, and, then when, and then when they're doing that anti-Vietnam uh, protest and he walks up there, they pull the the wires out so you can't hear him. And then the guy's behind him is like, yeah, true, man, true. true. And everyone else is like, what did he just say?
0: That's right on, man.
2: <laughs> but that's the other thing, too. This was one of the
0: first movies that did that kind of special effect.
2: Yeah. Where they had
0: old newsreel footage of John F. Kennedy. And, and they they superimposed to make Tom him Hanks talk there, yeah. and said what he wanted to say. Yeah. So all the way around, a great movie. Truly, truly a great movie. Go see both of them. They're yeah. both out there. You can find it. I'm, I know you can find Frozen is going to be on yeah. on Disney And Forrest Gump's got to be there as well. Life is
2: like a box of chocolates.
0: Life is like a box of chocolates. And you know what? This box of chocolates is empty.
2: Oh, snow.
1: All right. So next week, we'll be back at it again. We'll see you then.